The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm going with the force of forces with me. That's not how the Force works. Well, that starts somewhere. Welcome to the KyberCast. This is episode number 89, recorded March 2nd, 2021. My name is Joe Becker. I'm one half of the team. With me, as always, is my friend. I am Michael Diaz. Michael Diaz, nice to see you. Nice to see you, Joe. Ooh, I feel like um, it's been like two weeks since we recorded, even though it hasn't been. I, I feel like, some I don't know, it's been a busy week for me, uh, work-wise and whatnot. So I'm behind on news, but how are you in the meantime? I'm good. Uh, work's been very busy for myself as well. Um, so it feels like you said, it feels like the last episode of WandaVision was forever ago, and yet it was just five, four days ago. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I, I really liked it. So we'll, I mean, we'll talk about it, but I really liked it Yeah, personally. Um, but yeah, I haven't been able to keep up with the whole world of uh, news as much as you have, because I know you're much cooler than I am, but well, that's true. I am much, much cooler than you are. That's yeah. 100% true. Yeah. Thanks for recognizing uh-huh. that, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's been a lot of news this week, all kinds of news, which we'll get to the big news at the end, but let's, do you want to jump right into the news? Wanna... Yeah, just, just do it. Just jump right in. So Modoc animated show coming to Hulu from Marvel on May, you know, not May, July 21st, if I wrote that down right. Now okay. you don't, you don't know who Modoc is, do you? No, I'm in full disclosure. Like Michael has a shit ton of notes on here of which i don't know nothing about um <laughs> when it comes to like back comic things that i have no idea like you know i'm uh, you know i know like superman you know like i know like the basics of comics and basic characters but michael goes deep into things that aren't even marvel he like i don't even think about other comic book publishers like i don't even know you know oh, i don't go look into those stories i know there's there's a ton of great stuff that i just i am not there so, anyways, this is why Michael's on the podcast and can teach me stuff. So, Modoc, he's actually <laughs> been a Marvel character for quite some time. Um, okay. A little bit of his history, uh, as we, as you know, we've seen in the MCU, Hydra, right? Well, we have from Hydra. Uh, we had AIM spinoff, and AIM stands for. It depends, you know. They they change the acronym, but. Or sorry, not even an acronym. Yeah, no, it's an acronym. AIM, Advanced Idea Mechanics. And they've tweaked, they've changed that now and then throughout time. But basically, they were like the evil scientist division of Hydra. And eventually, okay. so I, you know, I did see this preview, and I've, it's with Pat Oswalt as his voice or whatever. That's correct. Okay, keep going. It, so, I didn't know it was animated. I, go ahead. Yeah. So AIM, it started out as Hydra's, you know, evil scientist wing. And they kind of spun off into their own thing, their own terrorist organization. And you may have heard of them because um, in the third Iron Man movie, um, that was the name of the company, AIM. So they made a mm-hmm. reference there. So 
it's a different derivation in the MCU, but the the gist is they're the ones that wear the uh, the, the suits that kind of look like uh, hazmat slash beekeeper suits. So that's why some people were talking that maybe AIM was going to show up in WandaVision. We now know Got that's it. not the case. But um, AIM created a life form named MODOK, which stands for, and again, this has changed. It's either mental, mobile, or mechanized is the M that keeps changing. But we'll go with, uh, we'll go with mobile this time. Mobile organism designed only for killing. <laughs> it's very tongue-in-cheek. Um, so is this like an adult show? Because I see they put it on Hulu, which means that's not a Disney thing, even though they own it, right? Do they own Hulu? No, they don't own Hulu. They don't own Hulu, but Do they have a uh, controlling interest. They have a deal with them, right? They have a controlling interest, right? They don't own it, but... Yeah, so it's, is it more adult? Is that why they're not putting it on the Disney Plus? I think so. I, I know that... Disney Plus will go as far as PG-13, which I think right. this show is going to be. But it, it's definitely not kid stuff, and I think they put it on Hulu specifically. So uh, not to dissuade kids per, per se. But not to just find it on accident. Exactly. This is much more, This is much more. I don't want to say Rick and Morty because I know you don't like that kind of humor, and I don't know that it's that way. But Rick and Morty skews towards adults heavily, right? So let me let me say, I don't know if I do or do not like Rick and Morty in terms of what the humor is. What I don't like in, in animation is yelling for every conversation. You're not going to like That's it. what gets me. Probably not. Because um, I just, it just gets, it's it's like the SpongeBobbing of everything. Everything's just always yelling, yelling, yelling. And that's, you know, just, you know, gets too much for me. Well, if you watch this trailer, there's a lot of yelling. Yes, there is. There is. So, but I do see um, Detroit's own Sam Richardson in there, who uh, is f- I'm slightly friends with. Sam, my youngest, was actually in a short film with him a long time ago. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, very cool. That's cool. So, just uh, like I said, it's of no. It's uh, it's kind of animated. Um, stars Patton Oswalt with. Uh, I think one of our listeners said that turned him off immediately. I don't mind Patton Oswalt. Yeah. I think he's I think he's funny. Yeah, I mean nothing. I'm not passionate about him, but you know, I, I like the fact he's shown up uh in the Marvel Universe before. He was on Agents of Shield. Yep. He was. Who played I don't know if he was a clone or an android he or something. He played twins. He played twins or something. Was it twins? Because I thought like he kept showing up over and over. He did, but one one died and his twin came back or whatever. Okay. It, was a twin. it was something like that. But anyway, you know what? I watched like three seasons of that show and I quit. Uh, you did better than I did. I quit after two. Yeah. And then I watched the first couple when they brought in Ghost Rider. Because oh, I like yeah. that character. I wanted to see what they had to do. And I actually kind of liked the guy who played the Ghost Rider. It was actually cool. Gabriel Luna. Mm-hmm. So I just noted Modoc, like I said, it comes out July 21st. It's different from what Marvel's done before. I don't know that it's going to tie in. Like, you know, there, there are other shows, the live action shows. Those are all canon. Um, we know that there's they're doing an animated what if show, which is obviously not canon because it's, it's basically playing what if this happened instead. So I'm thinking this is, I don't think this is canon. I think this is, this is, I think this is the Marvel version of like uh, Robot Chicken. If you're right. 
Yeah, that I'm familiar with for sure. So I thought that was interesting. And then also, cool. well, go ahead. No, I would say cool. Let's move on. Unless you had more news on Modoc. Nope. Uh, Aliens Fireteam was announced today, which is a new game. Looks like it's coming out last generation and possibly next generation. So probably still you know, on the PS4, obviously on the PS5. Right. From Cold well, Iron they better, Studios. They better keep making games for Xbox One because, you know, I still have one. I'm not going right. to go rush out and buy the new Xbox. Oh, yeah. You, you've probably got a good year or two left at least. Well, see, I do that on purpose because then I wait and I buy all the games used. I'm the opposite of you. Like, this is the one thing where we're opposite. You, you're, like, fresh on the, the new game. I wait till it's old and they're cheaper. Uh, I only buy one game new. Call of Duty. Yeah, but but, but yeah, but you, you may buy used games, but it's, it's going to take longer to get used games for new consoles. Like, I've got, like, Oh, okay, years. maybe not used games, but I wait. I wait either until they become free from like the you know the PlayStation Plus membership, right? Or I wait like my twenty like twenty bucks and under is like okay I'll buy it. Yeah. Yep. So that's what I did with uh, Star Wars Squadron. When it was twenty bucks, boom, bought it. Yep. Yep. And I haven't even played that yet. <laughs> Once I get further into it, I'm gonna be watching when when Jedi uh, Fallen Order, Star Wars Fallen Order, that's a, Jedi Fallen that's Order. That's a good game, man. I, I hear it's great. But I gotta wait a little bit longer. I will buy it at some point. Who knows? If I wait long enough, maybe it'll be like uh, Battlefront Two, and it'll just be free, and then I don't have to pay for it. No, it won't ever be free. I think you might get down to the twenty or fifteen. Battlefront Two and free. Yeah, but they want don't they want you to buy like updates or whatever to it when know. you play that? Didn't work on me. I just go around and kill people. Uh, yeah, I don't go on that. I had that game, and I played the game, the storyline, but I didn't play the. Oh, I didn't play the online either. Storyline's fun. Yeah. yeah. But I mentioned this. What's interesting is that so Aliens Fire Team, video game in the Aliens universe, looks like it's uh, Colonial Marines. So basically, if you if you saw the movie Aliens, and you wanted to fire, you know, a pulse rifle or a smart gun, here's your chance. We've had chances before. I'm gonna tell you though. This is one of those games I'm not going to buy day one. Not even close. No. No. They released a 360 game called Alien Colonial Marines. Mm-hmm. That was supposed to be a an official uh, sequel to the movie Aliens. And it was not a great game at all. It was... I bought it and I should not have paid full price. I should have waited till it was like 20 bucks. It was not great. I mean... The fun thing about it is my brother and I played together. We played co-op through the game. Mm-hmm. But and that that part was fun, but the game was not very good. So I'll wait. The interesting thing here is that Sega has had the Alien license for so long. Actually, a new studio, a uh, fairly new studio, in fact. N- not, I mean, new studio to the game, but also a fairly new studio in existence, Cold Iron Studios. I don't know anything about them. I know they've only been around for a few years, but... Uh, they're the ones that created this game. It's online only, and it's basically um, one of those survival games where you just face wave and wave and wave, and you see how long you can survive. You know, and you get upgrades to your guns and stuff like that. But right, eventually you're gonna die. So this is definitely one that I will wait until it's like twenty bucks because I've been burned before. Sure. Gotcha. You know, we this came last week. I'm not sure we talked about it, but it reminded me um, of the new Star Wars game that's coming out. 
uh, it's their version of Fortnite, so to speak. It's called Star Wars Hunters, and it's a free game that you can download on Switch or your uh, iPhone or Google or Android phone for now. It will be coming oh, really? out sometime. This yeah, it's one of those, you know, you pick a character and you get to, you know, I've never played Fortnite, so I have no idea what it is other than I guess it's another run around and shoot. <laughs> so you could play as a bounty hunter, uh, somebody from the rebellion, a stormtrooper. Uh, they've got you know like Wookies and things like that in there. Um, Team based multiplayer battles. So that's cool. I'll probably do that because it's free. Um, and I have a switch and see what it's like because you don't have to do play it if you, you can still download it and see what it's like. Who doesn't like free? Yeah. Right. So sure, Co- COVID never free, played Fortnite at all. No. I, I don't want some three-year-old killing me every five minutes because I don't know what I'm doing. Well, you're gonna, that's, that's what's going to happen to you on this game. I'll tell you that right now. If it's, yeah, it's but I'll start enough. when everybody else starts. At least I can learn. True. True. Well, just so you know, uh, if you've never played Fortnite or uh, Warzone for Call of Duty or anything like that, or PUBG, they're basically mm-hmm. King of the Mountain games. So you land... You might have yeah, battle royale. Yeah, there you go, battle royale. That yeah. works too. Yeah, which is probably a better description. But anyway, yeah, you land, you have a weapon or two, you find other stuff, you other supplies, and then you try to survive till the end. Yeah, but Star Wars. But Star Wars, that's the hook for me. So, anyways, that was something I forgot last week. No worries. So that's it. Not much more to say about Aliens Fire Team. There's a trailer. Uh, it's on our social media. Check it out. Trailer looks slick, but the gameplay is all alpha play, so it's not even beta. So, I mean... Oh, so it's really janky then? It's not janky, but it's... Uh, I mean, they're only going to show you cool cutscenes, right? To get you excited. Right. They're not right. going to show you all the glitches that are in the game. So that, that is the fun game. That is the fun thing about Jedi Fallen Hero, though, is... Sometimes you can't tell if you're in a cutscene or not. Oh, really? Yeah, it's really good seeming. Like you can really like when you're when you're transitioning in and out. It's really great transitions in, and you're like, wait, okay, is it done now? Should I start playing? Because it's really good, <laughs> you know. So it's <laughs> it was, it's pretty fun. That's a pretty good part of the game. All right, what's next? What's this last man? What is that? So why the last man? And I'm surprised you have not heard of this. So why the last man was an amazing amazing comic book series that came out in the last 15, 20 years. The gist is this. Um, all male species on planet Earth die at the same point in time. Instantly. Except for a man named Yorick, or Y. And he has also uh, a... Can- uh, y. Get it? Yeah, Y, yeah. Um, but all, he, him... And his Campuchin monkey named Ampersand. They're the two, the only two males in the entire world that survive. So the entire story is kind of an examination of uh, what would happen to society if suddenly all of one um, sex just died, was gone. They would all die eventually. Well, there'd be no more life. Yes and no. You'll have to read the story. It's fantastic. It's uh, okay. So, why was uh, written by Brian Vaughn, uh, Brian K. Vaughn, I should say. He's uh, he's done lots of great comics, but he was also uh, 
a writer on Lost for a while, so I won't hold that against him. <laughs> but uh, all of his comics, like I'm a big fan of his comics. Um, he's written all kinds of stuff. He wrote, um, I don't know if you ever read Ex Machina or um, We Stand. I know that one, though. Huh? I mean, at least I know what that one is. I've seen the, there's a movie I watched. Yep. He also, well, no, that's not the same. Oh, okay. Uh, same title. Nothing, not even related. All right, then. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, why would they let that happen? <laughs> well, it, it comes from the uh, term uh, Deus Ex Machina. Yeah. It, which is Latin. Do you know that term? Uh, teach me. Deus Ex Machina just means the machines of God. Okay. And basically, it, it comes from an old theater um, expression where the different machines and stuff, they make things happen in the background, like if someone was flying through the air or something else. So it, it now means uh, there's an Ex Machina. There's a, you know, Deus Ex Machina, something behind the scenes that's forcing things to happen. Got it. Anyway. So. Why the Last Man, by it was written by Brian K. Vaughn and art done by Pia Gaguerra. Amazing series, and they're finally, they've been trying to make this a TV show for at least 10 plus years at some point. It was going to be a movie, and then a TV show, and then back and forth. I mention it, check out our social media, I put the link. Uh, FX did kind of a sizzle reel of different shows that are coming out in the next year. It's not a full look, but 24 seconds into their video, we get our first live action glance at why the last man and it's blink and you'll miss it. So there's just enough to get a couple quick flashes of scene. But if you're a hardcore fan, like I am of why um, you've been waiting for this for, you know, 15 years at least. And it, it was just a quick flash, but it was really cool. So I'm assuming we'll see more soon. Got it. Now right. this next hey, one, you certainly have to know about right, Joe. Yeah. I love the District 9. Yes. So Loved it. Did you want to take that one? Uh, well, there's a, basically, there's a, allegedly a screenplay in the works, you, you know, called District 10. And um, what's his name? Neil Blomkamp. Blomkamp. What's his name? Blomkamp, yeah. Is the writer of it. And he hasn't had the best track record in between these. But I, I like Chappie, personally. I like that movie. It's different and goofy. Um, it definitely has a distinct feel when he makes films. Um, but, you know, listen, all there is is a script right now, right? So we don't know anything. Like, this could be four years down the road. I mean, I get picked up at all. Like, who knows how the world will work? You know what I'm saying? So it's nice to hear yeah, that hear this might happen. Because... Go ahead. Right. Well, well, I was just going to say, at least he, so he's bringing on, uh, he's, he's not writing it alone. He's writing it with uh, Terry Tatchell, who wrote District 9 with him. So mm -hmm. some hope there. But I believe also uh, uh, Charlto, I can't say his name, Charlto Copley, the star of District 9. He's also helping write the screen screenplay. So all three of them are writing it. Um, yeah. I, I, think, I think Neil Blomkamp is highly underrated. Yeah, yeah I, like, I think he's good. I think this will be – I don't think this will be a theatrical release. I think a streaming service will pick it up first. Interesting. Well, uh, have you seen Elysium? I have. It was okay. Really? I really liked it. 
I really liked it a lot. It, um, it was okay. It was a little strung out. Oh, see, I bought it. I bought it on Blu-ray. I loved it. But that's the thing. Uh, he, he definitely has a niche audience. I like what he does. Um, I liked Chappie. In fact, I heard a bunch of people shit on Chappie before I saw it. It's it's short circuit, but with South it, Africa. It absolutely, it's short circuit. 100%. 100% short circuit with South Africans and yeah. also Big Mechs. But yeah. I was okay with that. <laughs> I don't know. Here's the thing. I think Blumkett has a lot of potential. Um, there have been many things I wish he would have done. For a while, he was going to do the sequel to Aliens. He was in pre-production already. Was talking to you know um, Sigourney Weaver. Was doing art and stuff, and then you know Twentieth Century Fox scored a deal with uh, Ridley Scott, and they dumped Blomkamp like a bad habit, and went with Scott's right. version of Prometheus and Alien Covenant. Which, whatever. I get it exactly. Who, who are you going to go with, though? I mean, I get it. Who are you going to go with, Blomkamp? Who has? who I think is highly underrated, but has not proven box office potential other than District 9. And the only reason that made a bunch of money was because it was so cheap to make in the first place. Right. Yeah, but the story was there. It was. I mean, he's such a quirky, like it's quirky. Like I can totally understand why people would hate it. And it's fine. I think that's what good art is, honestly. Like, you know, you either love it or hate it kind of thing. And I think it's good even if you hate it. Do you know what I mean? Like, at least gives you something when it comes to like an art thing like that. I, I'm not talking about like you know, I don't. Know, I agree. Some run of the run, run of the mill movie, like yeah. I but um, highly suggest if you can go on YouTube and look up Oates Studios. That's his studio, and he's released a bunch of short films, some animated, some not, some live action, and they're short. We're talking like maybe five, six minutes. And they're, they're sketches. They're basically sketches of feature films he'd like to do. And Sigourney Weaver's in one of them. Um, because she worked with him and loved working in, with him so much when they were doing pre-production on the Alien sequel that she's like, I want to work with you. So she did this short film with him. But check out Oat Studios. Some of them are just short little clips, but there's some where they're very interesting, interesting sketches of movies that could have been. And so... You're right. He's he's different. He's out there. He's he's willing to experiment with other things. So, but he just hasn't had that huge breakthrough. I mean, other than District Nine. Right, right, right. So but, hopefully it'll be done. But my guess is because he's not a big franchise, because of the way the theater system is right now, they need huge stuff to get in the movie theaters. I think this is like a Netflix play. To buy, you know, he can make the film, but how is it going to be distributed? You know, um, well, you know, in the movie industry and the movie theater industry is is kind of jacked. Oh, by the way, did you see this? Isn't in the news? This is a tangent as we do. You see the guy, the guy that leads AMC, the president, got an eight million dollar bonus for what? Like they haven't been open. They haven't been open, and they let go like some thirty, just some kind of like you know to keep him. And he took it like an eight million dollar bonus. Yeah, yeah, guys, this is great. Real smart. That's some horse shit. Yeah, yeah. Great company. Care about the people that don't. You know, there's no money. They lay off thirty thousand people, but this guy gets an extra eight mil for doing what? He didn't have to run anything this year. 
Right. What's there to do? Sell popcorn? Drive up curbside popcorn? Yeah. Rent out theaters for 300 bucks? Yeah. And he gets a bonus? Yeah. Well done, corporate America. Well done. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, yeah. Okay. Let's move on to uh, the next bit of news that you have here, and that is this Jupiter... Jupiter's legacy, which I just watched the preview and it, you know, I don't have any idea what the preview means. It's just a bunch of people being drawn. So it doesn't tell me what the story is. So this is also based on a comic book, a comic book from image comics underneath the Mark, Mark Millar's, uh, Millar world, Millar world banner. (laughs) So Mark Millar, famous comic book writer for at least 20 years now, if not longer. Um, He's he's about he's as much as a rock star as a comic book writer can be, if that makes any sense. Okay, he's Scottish. He always he's really good at promotion. He's really good at marketing. But his book Jupiter's Legacy is basically it starts out as an homage to Golden Age comics. You basically have a Superman type character called the Utopian, who. They go to this mysterious island and him and his friends go and, you know, he saw it in a vision and they go to this mysterious island and they don't explain much, but they all leave the island with superpowers. Like I said, he's basically like a Superman type. And then it jumps forward and you find out this is now the next generation of heroes. So um, hints of Kingdom Come, which I know is a book you like. I do. Uh, very similar to that in the fact that, okay, you've had the golden age. Now you have the kids of those superhero superheroes and supervillains and they haven't earned it. Right. And yet they fight. And sometimes they're fighting just to fight because they have superpowers like we saw in kingdom come. Right. Um, and then it's think of kingdom come, but rated R. And classic father versus son type story. And I don't want to spoil what happens because it's coming. No, yeah, it's only if I want to spoil it. But uh, I'll leave it at that. Father versus son. It's visually stunning, the comic is at least, but it's it's the arts by Frank Quietly. Quietly. So if you're a comic book fan, you know who he is. He and uh, Grant Morrison did uh, the All-Star Superman 12 issue. Mm-hmm. That is fantastic if you've ever read it. So if you like his art, you'd love this. Um, he did, He's done uh, four series now, four books. Basically the first half of Jupiter's Legacy. And then he wrote a prequel book that kind of tells how they went to the island and got their powers. And kind of like their golden age, some of their adventures. That was two volumes. And then he did a final fourth volume that was wrapping up the story from the first book. Um, and that's where the TV show is coming from. So... I'm excited because I absolutely adore the comic book. But they really haven't shown much, and it comes out in two months. So I'm a little nervous. Did So does the casting look good to you? I mean, I assume everybody that was being drawn in the preview, in the preview are the actual actors and not the characters yes. that were drawn uh, in the comic book. It looks like they changed up uh, the ethnicities of some of the people, which honestly doesn't bother me. Um, 
I wish they had got someone with got. I wish they had cast someone with a little bit more gravitas, if you will, a little bit more presence to play a Superman, like a seventy-year-old Superman. Because in the comic, the guy—I mean, he's—he's he's old. He's got all white hair. He's got a beard, but he kind of has a Superman look to him, and he's still buff like Superman. But you can see that he's like this wise old man now. Kind of like Superman cross with uh, Santa Claus, right? <laughs> okay. You know, just I saw, this, yeah, I know what you're talking. You know what I mean? Like just this, yeah. This weight about him. I'm not talking about having a belly like like Santa, but right, right. This iconic kind of figure, this fatherly figure, and getting Josh Jumal to play him. I Josh Jumal's fine in that. You know, he, he can say his lines. I, I, I have to admit, I haven't seen a lot of stuff he's in other than. Transformers movies, which those are not about acting in any way, shape, or form. So, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to bite my tongue because I had I thought Gina Carano was a terrible actress until Mandalorian, and I thought she nailed the role. So. Sight unseen, yeah, part of me is like, I wish they would have picked someone, uh, I don't know, a little bit more wizened that could pull it off. Like, I don't like Gina Carano, you know, Gina Carano, I'm not picking on her acting, but some of that may be due to the way that, you know, it was just smart utilization by directors and casting. I agree. You know what I mean? Honestly, someone like, I hate to say it because he's in everything now, but Liam Neeson would have been a good pick. Gotcha. But I think they're going to be telling the story just like in the four volumes of the comics, which is now and then them back in the golden age and then back to now. With that being the case, they need someone that is younger to do the before so I can right. get that. Right. So um, I will say this, just from the picture we uh, we saw, there's a last image I think you saw in that trailer where you see the Utopian he's standing, you know, his chest out doing the superhero stance and his wife yep. is to his right, and then the guy the to the light. left is his brother. Yeah. And that guy, whoever that is, I didn't look up the actor, uh, he looks almost verbatim like his brother looks in the comic. So at least that casting looks right. This feels very like um, Greek gods kind of thing to me from the look of it, just different costumes. Yeah, like you can see is- it that way. I mean, that in a way, that's kind of what Kingdom Come is, right? The new gods fighting. Yep. So I'm looking forward to the series. Um, like I said, Josh Jamal, eh, but I could be wrong. And I will, if I am wrong, I will eat my words. All right. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> but and Ty- Michael's wrong a lot, so it'll happen. <laughs> hey, but I'm, I do admit when I'm wrong, and I am wrong a lot. You're not wrong there. <laughs> Tied into this, now that this show's coming out, He's writing basically the capstone of the comic. They announced uh, today, or maybe it was yesterday, Jupiter's Legacy Requiem, which is wrapping up that whole story. It's 12 issues with uh, Mark Millar and Tommy Lee Edwards. That's going to be coming out soon. I will say this, in my experience with Mark Millar comics, 12 issues, which you would think would take a year to come out, tells me this comic will be wrapping up in three to five years. Right. So. Cool. All right. We got a lot to talk about here. So 
moving along. We got some juicier stuff coming up here. So let's. Okay, I just wanted can... to note. Uh, so Chloe Zhao, if you watched the Golden Globes the other night, uh, you saw that Chloe Zhao won won Best Director for No Man Land. Haven't seen that movie. Yep. Apparently, it's on Hulu. I will check it out. I've heard good things yep. about it. Why I wanted to note this is because Chloe Zhao is also the director of Marvel's Eternals, which has been pushed back. It was supposed to come out last November. Obviously, we know why it didn't come out. Right. I've been hearing buzz that this might be a epic, fantastic film that no one's ready for. Good. Kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy. Nobody was ready for that. Right. But I think, I, I mean... I don't know if this is going to have the comedy of Guardians of the Galaxy, but I think it's... No, no, I'm just saying nobody expected that. Nobody expected it to be big, as big as it was going to be. It was the biggest gamble for Marvel to date was when Guardians came out. And that's why I bring it up. Who would have thought, you know, bring in Gunn on board, who, yeah, he he did some films that were, you know, people enjoyed, but not with that box office hit type. I mean, I saw Slither, which I enjoyed. Um. But it wasn't. I mean, it's it's a cult film, right? Who's seen? Have you seen it? No. Exactly. He's done some little things. I mean, he came up through trauma film, trauma films. Who did what? Trauma. Yeah, I know trauma. Yeah, I know trauma. Trauma or trauma. Trauma films. You know, at the, uh, the Toxic Avenger. Yeah, that's where he came up through right. those films. So, my. But you're right. I think this is going to be the same thing. I think this is going to be surprise. And I just wanted to note this because Marvel Studios has done a fantastic job, I think, of not only getting veteran actors, or not veteran, veteran directors when they needed to, but also balancing that with the up-and-coming directors that have an edge, that bring something fantastic. Like, you know, they had Kenneth Branagh for the first Thor. And it worked. I mean, it wasn't the greatest movie. Actually, I liked that one a lot, because he he brought the... More of a Shakespearean tilt to it or something, which I liked. I liked liked it. it, and I appreciated that. But yeah. they also brought in Taika Waititi, who, let's face it, Thor, uh, Thor, uh, blah, blah, Ragnarok, Ragnarok, was hilarious and fantastic. Yeah, but I think, you know, not to go down a rabbit hole that deep, I think you couldn't get to Taika. Like, if Taika led with that, if we got that for Thor, we would not have loved it as much. Like, it took that old school Shakespearean storytelling to get us to that point of Thor. Like you had to bring him from that point A to, to point C since that was the third movie. I agree. personally, well, same thing with captain America. It was directed by yeah. Joe Johnson, right? Yeah. You know, very, you know, very large hints of Indiana Jones. And then yeah. at, you know, the last two were the, uh, or the second and third movies with the Russo brothers. But, Marvel's doing a great job of getting these, you know, veteran directors, getting the ball rolling and then handing it off, then going riskier with other up and coming directors. And I think we're going to see this here. Cool. Okay. So talking about movies, you want to talk about this next one, Joe? Well, I know it's right up your alley. (laughs) Before I get into the movie, did you happen to watch the Superman and Lois show that premiered? I think it premiered this week or I last week. I didn't either. Um, I can't. That guy just is not Superman for me. But I, I, I should watch it before I judge. But um, I saw the preview of it, and he's kind of like a, a clearly from the original action comics covered of him bringing right. down this like 
green car and goes over to the kid. Looks like they're bringing a little bit of that, I don't know, fluff back, I guess, to um, Superman. But I have nothing against. Uh, I have nothing against him at Superman. It's just I uh, I exited the whole Arrowverse a couple of years, a couple of three, four years ago, right? And right. I just haven't had any interest to go back. Right. I, I'll probably just see it because it's I can get it on demand. Or anyways, leading into the news this week of. It looks like it's going to be a reboot, not um, continuation of Superman by J.J. Abrams and, I don't know, Tanahishi Coates. I'm not not sure if that's how you say it. Um, They have not said who's playing Superman, but there are a lot of... So, Tanahishi Coates has something to do with Black... He did Black Panther. So, correct? He wrote the comic, yes. Yeah. Um. So having him involved, but he's also brought, he's also been writing Captain America for a while too. Yeah, yeah, but the, because he's involved, there's a lot of talk of possibly Superman um, being a black Superman, like so Michael B. Jordan as Superman. I that's a that's a bold move, you know. Um, you know, I I I don't have an opinion. I think it could be great, but I can see the the. And maybe it should be that. Like, as I think about it, it probably should be Michael B. Jordan just to, like, get people to get over it, you know? Like, anybody can be Superman. Why not? You know? Yeah, if you're going to make a break, why not make the biggest break you can, right? Yeah, I think just, you know, you know, it's kind of, it's it's the same talk of, of um, Idris Elba being James Bond, right? But James Bond's white. Right. But Superman's white. But doesn't have to be. Right. You know? James Bond can be anyone. I mean, I mean, some people freaked out just because Daniel Craig was blonde, and he James Bond not blonde. Yeah. Um, I think Elba would make a fantastic Bond. But so, what do you think? I mean, what's your take on that? Like, you're more worried that it's J.J. Abrams producing, but he's just producing, which means he's he's not doesn't mean he's directing or right. You know what I mean? He's just getting it Yet. going. That's his job. Yet, yet, no, I don't think he will. I think he's he's smart. You know, you said you like Star Trek. I do like Star Trek. Um, Star Trek, I liked. Star Trek Into Darkness basically says, oh, let's get rid of uh, needing spaceships completely. Yeah. But anyway, I've soured on Abrams. I think we all know that by now. I don't, do not like what he's done with Star Wars. Um, I now I, only refer to him had, as Jar Jar Abrams. And we old. had that conscience, but every time I, we bring it up, you, you said you didn't hate Force Awakens. I didn't. Um, but right, right. The movies. I, I just I always find it funny that you you ripped on you, you kind of like Force Awakens, but you blame JJ for the mess that the movies became. Yes, where I blame I blame the system of Lucasfilm that like from what everything I've understood and this is a tangent. Everything that I've read and understood that JJ actually had a plan, but then they gave it to Ryan and Ryan fucked it all up and changed everything that JJ was doing. So JJ is like, well, I'm out then. You don't need me. And then they begged him to come back because it was such a disaster. And then everybody, but you're blaming J.J. Abrams for what Ryan Johnson did. But I've never ever heard you blame Ryan Johnson ever. 
on this podcast. You've never said you've never said it was his fault. You blame JJ for it. Oh, is, is Ryan Johnson producing or directing this film? No, I'm talking about the Star Wars stuff. Listen, you, 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 always, you always rip on J.J. Abrams, but you never ripped on Ryan Johnson for the actual real problems of the, of the franchise. The setup was there. Uh, was it was yeah. it always was it new stuff? No, but it wasn't a horrible movie. Force Awakens was not horrible. Uh, each subsequent movie made it worse. Yeah. By the time he got it back, it was jacked because of Johnson. But you've never called Johnson out like you, Michael. Yeah, that's not the point of this right now. No, but that's but you the point. My point was Abrams, in this whole thing is that you were ripping on Abrams, but not you're blaming Abrams for something that that is bigger as Star Wars. Okay, I've and, got a long list of things to blame Abrams for. Him. We've got Lost, we've got Super right. Eight. No, I get that. We've I got get Star that. Trek so, Into Darkness. We've got Star Wars now. He can't finish. Abrams can't finish. Well, he's not finishing. He's starting. Yeah, I'm done. This with is the beginning. This is a this I'm is a done. reboot. So you're not going to watch with this. Abrams. Um, and that's my thing. I well, I watch it probably. I mean, I I watched Superman versus Batman. That was actually pretty decent. Um, Abrams, would you watch it? Would you watch it more as Mike with Michael B. Jordan? Would that drive you to see it more because of the change? If that's who it is, I don't know. So. Let me say this. I don't have an issue necessarily with changing the race or gender or whatever of the main character. Yes, Superman has always been white, but we've also seen black Superman through the multiverse in DC. Don't have an issue with that. The world doesn't know that, but yes. Correct. And I'm okay with You know, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a huge stink to a lot of people. It will be. I know it will be. You know that. Jordan, Michael B. Jordan, from watching him in Creed and Black Panther. He's great. He's not great. only does he have the physicality, he's got the acting chops. So yep. if he ends up being Superman, no problems on my end. None. Right. The reason I would prefer not is only because I don't think Cavill has had his chance to really have a Superman film. Yes, we had Man of Steel, whatever that was. But he got one film. Batman versus Superman was not his whole entire film. And it was Superman looking sad the whole time. I, I think Kevil could be a fantastic Superman. I don't think he's been given the right film. I wish he'd get one more shot. But so just so we're clear, I'm not against Jordan becoming Superman. I just, I don't think we're done with Cavill. I don't think we should be done with Cavill. Well, let me ask you this. If they do a reboot, is it all the way back to, like, origin again? Like, am I going to see another Krypton blow up? Am I going to see... I hope not, because I'm done with origins. The, the beauty of Man of Steel is that it didn't really do that. It did it, but it didn't. Right. And I don't think we need a full origin. No. I think Superman's been told so much that it's like, you know, I don't need another Spider-Man either origin which is why far you know homecoming was cool it was our, yes. you know what i mean like these it was more it's already happened so don't worry about how it happened right so um i mean referencing again all-star superman morrison and quietly did the origin of superman in four panels on a single page of comic you can do it that quick you don't need to people know it okay right 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 it could be some news story you know like 
I don't know, they could cut the first scene could be like, you know, 10 years ago, this man came along, blah, 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 whatever. Now, um, so all that to say, we know I have my qualms with Abrams and it's not just Star Wars. So that's what gives me pause. And if he directs it, oh, done. If he's just producing, no writing, nothing. I don't know. He's done well, some cool stuff. Just, uh, I liked uh, Cloverfield. Yeah. I just watched Super 8. I liked that too. Again. No, it was great. Whatever. It sucks. I liked it. Um, it's E.T. If E.T. was treated poorly. <laughs> it's literally what it is. Yeah. I still liked it. So do you think, do you think it'll get a lot of backlash? What happens if, okay. What happens if uh, it kind of leads to our next thing? Um, the justice league is coming out. The Zack Snyder version. Yep. What if it's really good? And people are like, Oh, you know, not really good, but what if it's good enough? where like, man, I just want to see more of these characters again, or of Zack Snyder. Do you think that could influence this reboot? Oh yeah. For, for well, Cavill, maybe not the reboot. It depends. It depends on how far down the road they are with the pre-production, but Warner brothers is going to follow the money. Now I get it's not it's going to be harder to track because it's coming out on HBO, on HBO Max. So it's not like they're releasing it in the theater and they can go, oh man, we just made five hundred million dollars. We need to no, but if they get some subscribers real quick, at least for the month, they'll see there's interest in it. Right. So you know, it's interesting you bring this up because rumor is that it ends on a huge cliffhanger, which is interesting, being that there's no plans to continue well, yeah. the storyline. No, it ends on a cliffhanger in the original one too. So, fair enough. Maybe not as big as maybe what they're intending, but I guess. I mean, if it does great, I don't know. Warner Brothers has pretty much said, um, "We've got a multiverse, and we're going to tell whatever story we want." As seen right. in, you know, the new Batman movie that's coming out, the Joker movie that just came out. Mm-hmm. They can do whatever movie they want. They're not necessarily connected. I mean, they didn't, right. they're doing a soft reboot of Suicide Squad. So I think if the Schneider Cut does well, we might not be done with the Snyderverse. Hey, maybe not. Or easier yet, you let him still do some stuff after Flashpoint. You know what I mean? Right. Flashpoint's going to bring it all together somehow. Boy, Flashpoint has a lot riding on it, doesn't it? Like it has, a, it feels like it has a lot to ride on it. Yeah, yeah, it does. For, for the backbone of what DC wants to do, maybe, or if they even know what they want to do. So, um, so just so we're clear, I want to make this completely clear. If it is Michael B. Jordan as Superman, I have no doubt in his physicality because the guy can get ripped. And I have no oh, doubt. It's got nothing to do with it. Yeah, yeah, I, just want to say, I have no problem. My biggest, my biggest thing is for Michael B. Jordan is does he keep the little prince mustache or not? Like he's got to be like, do we all agree Superman stays clean shaven? Is that something that Superman has to be? I would think so. Well, maybe no. Not. I don't know. I kind of do. I think that's kind of the Boy Scout of him. You know, yeah, maybe a, a Superman. Um, I, I, but there will- the more I think about it, the more I think it'd be really cool to have Michael B. Jordan. Like, just, just throw it on its end and just take it in a cool direction. And, um, I don't know. I think it would be, be cool. cool. But there's going to be an uproar. I mean, people freaked out because Idris Elba was Heimdall. Why? Why? He was great. Right. What? 
I agree I too. But some people wanted all the Norse gods to all be white. Right. Well, yeah, I I guess so. I I didn't even think of it that way. I just thought he's just a cool the guy's cool as shit, man. So why wouldn't you want him in there? Hell, I'd have Billy D. Williams play Superman. Oh no, here we go. <laughs> no, no, but you know, I mean, <laughs> maybe Billy D. Williams I, could be Jor El. Oh, that'll be awesome. That would be so cool. <laughs> that would be great. It would be great. Son, I want you to fly down there like you've never flown before. <laughs> I don't know why I love that so much. <laughs> so, um, yeah. He'd be great, Jor-El. God, that would be awesome. Great casting, Michael. Well done. Yeah. I'll take I'll take uh, 0.5% of the profits. Yeah. So let's, I hope they do it. Let's, all right. We've got more to talk about. Let's leave it there. I would love for people that listen to the show to weigh in on Superman. I think this will be a big topic down the road. Um, what say you? Do you have a problem? And if you do, why is it a problem? I don't, no, is it a race a issue? What, what's your opinion on it, right? Well, opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, problem's a bad word. Um, but I, I think it would be cool to have him play Superman. I think it would be pretty awesome to change it up. And do something interesting, you know. You know what I really want? I want a new super, some super hero to, to find their powers like when they're fifty, like me, <laughs> like an origin story. No more about the teenager that gets there or the young person. What happens if you're older and you get those powers? Let's write that story. What do I do with it? That'd be cool. Yeah, because we're wise, right? We've lived life. Yeah, but would but would they okay. would that person? Go the other way where they go, you know, Sith or Jedi. If they suddenly like, get all my shit back, beat up all my Sith bullies that beat Sith me up before. Ruler. Oh, for there's a while. some bullies I would definitely take out. Right? But then that's I, not the I hero way. I one already on my mind. Who said you want to be a hero? Oh, that's what I'm saying, right? That guy said cooler costumes anyway. Except for, I don't know, I was never really into <laughs> Magneto's stupid helmet. Um, okay, that is a all right, let's, That's a dumb costume. Okay, we've we're, we've really talked a lot. Why don't we just jump into Wanda because we're already at almost an hour, and uh, and I don't, we don't need to get into geeks this week because there's not much there. So, all right, big episode, huge episode this week of WandaVision. Really, kind of a nice origin story that that we didn't get from very much so that we didn't get from uh, Age of Ultron. And really, what a great way to to tie everything together of what's happened so far. Like her dad was a DVD broker or something <laughs> that brought these sitcoms in and they watched them and learned their English and um, when it's TV night or whatever, you know. Black and, market and really, DVD. Yeah, black market DVD. Um, so if that's her dad, clearly it's not Magneto, right? Because no. that guy wasn't Magneto. But um, no. doesn't mean I mean they could alter the story and say she was adopted or something. Um, we don't know if that you know what I mean. They could write that in there later if they needed right. to. But um, boy, that was really cool of just going down the path of her history. And what a great ep- like, honest to God, Elizabeth Olsen is killing it in this show. She's so good in it, man. Oh, yes. I mean, they just ticked off Sony boxes. You know, her her accent disappearing and coming back, got it. Mm-hmm. Covered it very well in this episode. 
And yeah, as soon as her dad opened up this case and you saw all the different shows, like those are literally the shows they've been copying. Yeah. It yeah. was, it was very well done, but it does open things up because I, I don't know if we're going to see mutants, but the question is, is she, I mean, she was, as far as we know, she's one of the first people in the MCU that was innate, innately born with powers. Well, okay. We don't know if it's innately born or summoned, right? So let's talk about how the, the show began of with Agatha being put on trial by her coven, right? Of, yes. Of, is basically if you even go back to like you know all mythology or whatever, even from a Star Wars point of view, she was practicing dark arts, and mm-hmm. she was being tried by her coven, and clearly she figured something out where she can draw energy or power from everybody else, and did that. And what was interesting is when she was finally getting to her mother, drawing her power, you saw the crown on her mom's head that kind of formed. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw that in the you know as it was pulling out. So that's interesting. That, that could be something um, later on that leads to you know the, the uh, Scarlet Witch. Because basically at the end, we're talking about the end of this, but the end, that's what she calls Wanda. You are the Scarlet Witch. So we don't know if that's a professorial title like there's always one scarlet witch that comes and goes kind of like a uh um the dalai lama or something yeah so Uh, i was thinking i was thinking they were more using her kind of like the phoenix character that we've seen in x-men right this all-powerful character and there's only one that's what i was thinking which Hmm. Which would fit, but yeah, you're hundred percent right. It's it was really well done, and like you said, Elizabeth Olsen's knocking it out of park, knocking it out of the park. So is Catherine Hahn. I think I posted that on Twitter, on my personal account. Just give her the Emmy already, right? Maybe. But okay, so you, do you think that Wanda stopped the Stark bomb from going off? Yes. You do okay. I, I wasn't 100%. sure if that was real or not. Okay, so she did it somehow with the, with her yeah. mind or whatever. Um, so and she has innate. Go ahead to take it to the next level. So we see her origin. We know that every other subject that was exposed to the the, the stone, the time stone, mind stone, mind stone. We know every other single subject that was exposed to the mind stone did not survive. And we know she survived because of her innate ability. She was able to look it down and, or, you know, the stone chose her because of her ability, whatever happened. Cause you know, she sees that vision right. of a scholar, a scholar, witch. so right, we saw that in the animation, right? Yep. Or we saw a little figure in that. Correct. When, when, when the yellow stone, mind stone was projecting whatever on her. So we know that's how she survived. Now they haven't shown it, but I have to believe that's why her brother survived as well. Not because of any innate ability in him, but I think Pietro was either consciously or subconsciously saved by Wanda. If they exposed him to that as well, she mm-hmm. must have tweaked things so he got the power of super speed. Because, remember, it was she was dealing with her grief, and he was the only family she had left. So... 
We didn't see that, but I'm reading between the lines. Right. That's my guess. So do you, okay. So a lot of stuff comes out in the show. We, we learn a lot about Wanda. Yep. Do you think that was still Pietro from a different uh, universe or just somebody that she possessed to make it look like? Yeah. To do it seems to be less about there being a multiverse in this. I think everyone thought we were going to go in that direction based on the fact you know that you know this is tied into the Spider-Man film, which is obviously about a multiverse, and then Doctor Strange, which has multiverse in its title. So I'm thinking he's just somebody. I don't know that she pulled him across a different it's still possible. Did he, did he show any of his powers in the show? He did, right? Yes. In the show, like he was zipping around. So it's somebody that has power. She can't make that happen, can she, Agnes? I don't know. She's magic. She can She can do a lot. I mean, she's very powerful or magically. Agatha. I should say Agatha now. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. But yeah, Agatha, she is a very, very powerful witch. I mean, could be. She could have been. I mean, she showed, I mean, when he showed up at her door, you saw, you know, the, the color, her purple color magic, you know, behind him. Now, we didn't see it when he used his powers in the episode right. after that. But she did come out and basically say she was, you know, moving him around like a marionette, like a puppet. So maybe she did make it appear as if he had super speed. Right. So I I don't know for sure, obviously, that he was pulled from another reality. I know, I think I... I think I thought that before in previous episodes, before we got to this one. I think that's less likely the case, but it's still not impossible that that's the answer. Right. Obviously, we'll get our answers, you know, at the end of this week. Or maybe we won't. Yeah, who knows? I don't know if we're going to get anything. Um, Is So, are her kids real? Or not, because okay, we we see okay. I'm jumping ahead, but the point is, we 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 get to the origin. We see the grief. We see that she goes to the the sword facility, and and that guy practically wants her to go down there and touch him, right? Because you know he he obviously they didn't try to stop her. No, nope. we know we know why later in the mid credits, which we'll we'll talk about. Um. So he let her in to see that his body, and he was torn apart. Vision, that is. Sorry, everybody, if I didn't say it. But Vision's torn apart. She goes in there and says, I can't feel you. Like, like he's gone. He's dead. We know he's dead. Right. Like, like she can't sense him or anything. It's There's nothing. No no life, nothing. That's yep. just a piece of, of vibranium. You know, a bunch of pieces of vibranium down there. Yep. She takes off in a brilliant product drop of a Buick. Like, oh, Wanda drives a Buick. It's kind of funny. Um, if you're from Detroit, you look right. at people, people drive. <laughs> Wanda drives a, Bu- a Buick. How cool is that? Like, she couldn't even get a really cool, but she drives a Buick. Like, that. she she didn't create that. She chose that to drive to Sword. <laughs> She's in a, a red Buick, scarlet red Buick. Um, and then she has that note or plot of, with the plot of land of where she drives to. And we see that, you know, they were trying to yep. get a normal life somehow, some way. 
And the grief overcomes her so much that she basically explodes and that like creates, you see it, everything be created and the vision comes out of yep. her. So she did not steal any, yes. anything that was all a lie. So no. now clearly that, yeah, that we know now that he edited the footage. Yeah, completely. And then we know yeah, that, sorry. um, we always say we know that the vision inside the hex is just nothing. He's not real. Well, hold on. I disagree. So she can just because, manifest life? Yeah, because Agatha basically says that. You have the power to create something out of nothing. I'm paraphrasing. But that's right. why Agatha's afraid of her, because she can create anything. I think the children are real. I think the vision is real. Within that reality right there, yes, he is real. I think so when, he, when he tried to leave, obviously he was being pulled and ripped apart. Right. But then, you know, spoiler alert, at the end of the episode, we see an all-white vision, right? Well, that was the thing. That was That's the cataract. That is the white. Now, I know there's a white vision in, in the comics. Yep. When he got wiped completely, he showed up in the comics as completely white. Right. I would bet you dollars to donuts we're going to see the two visions fight in this last episode. And the vision that Wanda has created, I think he's real, but he can't live outside the bubble, right? Right. So so can is it safe to say that the, the actor that Paul Bettany hinted at that he's always wanted to play with is himself? Is that the cameo that he's joking about? Was it all a troll? I think so. But I'm still waiting for the big cameo that's going to be Star Wars level, right? I, no, I, I don't know if there's going to be one. I think we got trolled. I think it's it's him wanting it to play. Be. I think it's because similar to Star Wars, it's CGI if there's going to be two of them, right? Yeah. As Vision. So I, I think you're play, right. I think we got trolled. Do you think when they're fighting, they're going to play Foreigner's Double Vision song? <laughs> That would be no. funny if that if that happens though I'll be I'll be like holy shit. <laughs> no, I think, um, I think like I said I think Vision's real. She created him. Now he's not fully real. I mean he's not fully himself because she created him based on what she knows of him, right? Right. Maybe that's why he doesn't have a lot of the memories and whatnot. I think the Vision. The vision created by Wanda and the blank vision will merge and he'll come back. I think that white vision's actually going to be a version of Ultron. I could see I that. Ultron, Ultron's still out there somewhere, right? Well, that's the thing. He's, Ultron he's, could be anywhere. He could live in he, any kind of code or anything. Right. And I think maybe possibly that that will come back. It would be kind of interesting to see. Paul Bettany's face, but with James Spader's voice would be really cool. Oh, yeah, that'd be interesting. That would be cool. That'd be an interesting twist. Because obviously he's going to go after Vision because Vision is the one who forced him out, right? Took the body, and now he's got it back. Um, and the only reason I say that is if you watch on Disney+, Plus, every time you finish a Wanda episode, it says, you should watch Age of Ultron. You should watch Age Like, it tells you what to watch next. It doesn't every say- single time. Every single time it's Age of Ultron, so they're telling you something, maybe. Maybe not. But I thought, well, what if that's going to be Ultron that comes out of there? And that's part of Cataract, and he's been in the 
background somewhere. That would be a huge surprise. Still not Luke level, but that would Isn't be that a huge the cameo. Surprise. Would that be the cameo? Could be. Could be. Could that be the huge cameo that Ultron is the actual cameo and it's just a voice? Um, Ooh, be cool. No, I I think I still think there's another big bad, and that's because, and I I'm sorry I don't remember his last name, but the director of Sword. There's something rotten in Denmark there. Okay. I think he just wants a great weapon, right? He's like Tony Stark. Like, I want to pr- protect. I don't know if he's that, like, bad, bad. I think he's making a decision based, like, one Tony made Ultron to begin with. You know, it's like, you know. And I think that this is going to be a sentient creature or whatever he makes of this, and it's probably not going to go the way he wants it to. No, of course not. I mean, that's what Frankenstein does, right? Right. It's right, right, it right. never works out right. But, okay. I could buy that argument that you're making, except for he clearly edited that video of her in the in looking at his body. She made it look like she stole him, right? Or blew into mm-hmm. the place, and, you know? So that's a huge freaking lie. So why is he lying? I get that he wants to use... Uh, you know, the vision Android body as a weapon, but it just seems nefarious. It seems lying, you know, things happen, happen in TV shows and movies, you know, for a reason, if someone's lying, there's a nefarious reason usually, right? It's not a little white lie. Right. So that's why I think it's a hint that he is either, I don't know if he's the big bad or if he's being influenced by another big bad. And I still don't know even if there is another big bad or if Agatha is it. I I think I don't know if we're going to get a big bad now. I mean, I I don't know if we're going to get that reveal now. I think we we've gotten so far, and really, we the only thing we learned is basically in the last two episodes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we like they've they've given us good story, but they haven't really produced any answers. I think we're going to get. That this that we got the Wanda thing built the place and now there's going to be a conflict between Wanda and Agatha. And that's it. I don't think we're going to get to the and vision. Their vision. Con, their, their, yeah, their conflict may open up some things, an accident, and that will lead okay. that will create more more questions for what's going to happen in the next few few things. You know, that would be my. Does their my, battle? Hear me. Let me ask you this question then, Joe. Does the battle between Agatha and the Scarlet Witch tear holes in the fabric of reality? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, multiverse. That's what I'm saying. Like they, they, they may, they may do it on accident. So whatever happens, maybe a. Uh, you know, Agatha, Agatha hasn't said she's. We don't really know. Like she just wants to learn the power. She's not necessarily bad yet, right? I mean, it, I would call I, her like more think, gray. I mean, well. I would say she's just selfish, right? You know, okay, it's, yeah. it's 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 really Anakin Skywalker. You know, is it possible to learn this power you know, of say of of keeping life when when he has the conversation <laughs> with the um <laughs> that was good. Uh, you know, anyways, it's kind of like I think she just wants. Maybe she lost somebody. Maybe Ralph is who she lost. We never see her husband, Agatha. And she wants to bring him back True. too. You know what I mean? You know, we, we don't know. 
Um, but we've, that's the one thing that's, that's throwing me for it. You know, I, I know it's maybe it's a nod to like cheers where Norm always talked about his wife. You've never seen his wife. And it's just one of those little things, right. but is there a Ralph? I think that was the, her husband's name, but you know, is there somebody out there that she wanted to bring back? You know, maybe she killed the dog to see if Wanda would bring the dog back, which we were like, how did you do that? Like she wanted to see that in real life and right. learn. Maybe there's maybe there's somebody that that Agatha lost that she really wants, and we're going to get that kind of story, and then think like, oh, I feel sorry for her now, and then maybe you know who knows, you know, who knows? Why? Because maybe still, they still yeah, maybe, maybe yeah, maybe her mom, right? Um, that's a great call. Uh, yeah, maybe it's just something that um, because. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, well, because okay, yes. Agatha killed all the other witches, which, okay, killing people usually does make you a bad guy and evil. But there was something almost sincere in her voice when she was saying, I can still be good. For some reason, I believe that. I don't know why. And I feel like Agatha might be influenced by an outside force or by this chaos magic um, Mm -hmm. that there's... That's why I think there might still be a big bad that somehow she's being influenced. So that's why I call her gray because I think she still has potential to be good. I don't think she's hundred percent outright evil though. Once again, killing several, killing your whole entire coven of witches is not necessarily something a good person would do. So I, I could be completely full of shit. Yeah, but Wanda wasn't technically good at the beginning. If you watch, if you do watch Age of Ultron, right? Yeah, she was she effectively helped. like a terrorist. She was a Hydra agent, right? Yeah. So, people change. The thing is, you know, what was cool is it looks like she even looked a little. Agatha looked different at the end, holding their holding her kids by the neck and floating up in the air like a kite. You know, she had like her full Agatha costume on with the brooch, and her eyebrows were different. Like she looked complete. She looked like that's. The fi- that's her real look, I guess, is what I'm saying. She definitely had a... I'm going to have to watch this again after this but podcast. Notice the, uh, notice the juxtaposition there, you know, where in the beginning, Agatha is one that's being confronted and her mother's flying up above and coming yep. down on her. And now Agatha's doing it to, uh, you know, well, the Scarlet Witch, now that we know that's what her name is, but, you know, Wanda... It's an interesting just juxtaposition because maybe Agatha's just as wrong as her mother was, right? right. Or just as right. Well, I, I think it was like she, she may have she may have killed the other witches, but the other witches were shooting things at her. They could have stopped, right? Or once right. they stopped, she just kept drawing the power, and they couldn't stop. Look like um, maybe that's what it was. But everybody was making decisions at that point. Yep. You know. Um. I, I really like the episode. Yes. Uh, I am too. And this last episode was almost an hour. It's like 50 minutes or something like that. So um, I do like how uh, one thing that was, was funny. I mentioned Pietro. I do like how she called him Fietro. Oh, yes. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> I liked that. I mean, everything um, about this episode, uh, or not everything about this, but everything about Catherine Hahn has been fantastic. Um, yeah, I, I know you were giving kudos to Elizabeth Olsen and don't get me wrong. She has done great as well. Um, you know, going through her history, it could have been hackneyed and it wasn't. 
they right. they both I mean Elizabeth Moore uh for this, you know, going through her past, she sold it. But right. I will ask this question. Why was the little girl that we saw that Wanda was different from the little girl when they showed the Halloween flashback when she was a little kid? Oh, you don't even pay attention. Yeah. The little girl there, I mean, she was supposed to be dressed kind of like a black widow or something like that. And she looked, her hair wasn't, I mean, the girl we saw, the little girl we saw in this episode had, you know, um, either dark brown or black hair, right? Mm-hmm. The girl we saw previously that was Wanda had lighter colored hair, more like Elizabeth Olsen has. Which is interesting because Elizabeth Olsen, when she was showed up in Age of Ultron, she had dark hair. But as the as she's progressed, her hair has lightened, become redder, right? Right. So why the two different girls? I, I don't know that that means something, but I also know that Disney doesn't make continuity mistakes like that. Right. Because they're not mistakes. They mean something. What, what, right. But I'm missing what that is. What, 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 what am I missing there? I don't know. I don't know. But again, like I said, it, it could have been very hackneyed and, you know, going through her past and finding her origin, but it was, it was literally peeling alien, uh, layers of an onion and the emotions that Elizabeth Olsen so showed as Wanda were very real and she did fantastic. And they, it really brought a real depth that I didn't expect to get from Wanda. Right. Right. So I'm, I'm, I'm just going to rip through a couple of these. I found this on uh, Buzzfeeds. Um, they have a good, sometimes do a good job of Easter eggs. So one of them I've flipped through a few, but one of them is uh, inside the basement and the runes that you can see. One of the runes is a purple is a, a circle. It's a, it basically the shape of Westview's town limits. And then there's a hexagon around it. So that's interesting. interesting. Um, let's see all the, I'm flipping through here. So a bunch of Dick Van Dyke stuff that they show in here. The Stark blinking thing. We, we know that we, we know, we remember the toaster from the beginning, the Stark blinking red on the, Yep, had the same sound. The bomb was blinking, same sound. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything the it's bomb we talked about. I saw there were some theories thinking that the man and woman that kept showing up in the commercial uh, commercials right. were probably, possibly her parents, but obviously we saw with this episode they were not. Right. Scarlet Witch Outfit. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's not a ton of them that we didn't talk about. So I'm just scrolling. I should do this before the thing. Look at us. We know what we're talking about. Do, 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 do. Huh. Oh, the <laughs> if you look closely at Wanda's license plate, it says New York and underneath her number, it says Excelsior. Nice. So nice little thing there. Nice little note um, to Stanley. Oh, this is cool. So the the oh, I forgot about that. The heart on the property deed for Wanda Vision's house explains why the heart on the calendar in episode one was so important. Yep. Yeah. It marked their anniversary, so 
that's cool. Here's the thing, though. Uh, Speaking about that heart and the deed. mm -hmm. So are we to believe that while they were on the run for two years, that Vision was somehow able to get a hold of a deed and purchase her property for when he died? Dude, he's he owns the internet. He can do that in seconds, probably rip off the... <laughs> Maybe, but somehow I still think that... I don't know. Somehow I think there's some there's some nefarious hand we have not yet seen possibly right. in the background. Again, I fully admit I can be completely full of shit. We'll obviously know Friday evening or Friday morning. However, that's the thing. Dude, I got to stay away from spoilers this Friday. I'm basically just going to turn off all news alerts on my phone because yeah, yeah, you know you it's coming out on. at 5 or 6 in the morning and people... And the problem is websites, news websites, will run spoilers in the headlines and it pisses me off. Yeah, they're assholes for doing that. That's shitty. Just the all those things should just say WandaVision episode nine in their headline. That's it. Or review or spoilers. Say those one of those two words. You know, I mean, not not put like, oh, did you see Luke? <laughs> like yeah. you saw or whatever. That was spoiled for me before I watched that episode of Mandalorian. Yeah. So that pissed me off. So Friday, I'm just going to have to put my phone away and not look at it until I watch the show. I mean, I realize we talk about spoilers here on this episode, but we're talking days after the fact. And we we tell everyone there's going to be spoilers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're not, we're we're not putting on a spoiler at noon, the day the show came out, when 90% of the people haven't watched it yet. Right. Right, right, right. Anyhow, that's a little bit of a tangent. What have we? Uh, what else do we need to cover on this episode? I think we got it. I think we got it. I, I, I just hope it has a good ending. I hope they stick whatever landing there is and opening that they'll make. I, you know, they've done well so far. I don't. I think the cameo is going to be Paul Bettany playing fighting Paul Bettany. I don't think there's going to be any big name. I think we've been a little bit trolled on a lot of that stuff, personally. And that's fine. That's a fun troll. I'm okay with it. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I don't think we miss anything else. If anybody else out there has uh, an idea, let us know. Let us know. So, that anything else you got to cover, Michael, other than uh, tell everybody how they can talk to us? Well, of course, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram under KyberCast, or you can find us on Facebook, a page and a group under The KyberCast. Absolutely. Oh, I guess we do have to choose a book at some point, right? We keep saying we're going to do that, and we haven't done yeah. it. We haven't. Um, we've been busy. I'll, you know, I'll post something on social media. I've got a list. Someone suggested a book. Um, uh, I can't remember who suggested it, but I'll, I'll throw it in there. It was a book, I, another book, sci-fi book that looked good. So, tell you what, I'll post the list, and then uh, when you have free time, we can look at the different books. And if there's something else you know you'd like to read, Joe, throw it up there. Will do. Will do. And that'll do it this week. Thank you all for listening. If it's your first time, thanks for coming on the show or listening to the show. If you listened to us before, another big thank you to you. Tell your friends about us. That gives us, uh, I don't know, a few more listens a week would be great. Um, Tell them where they can find us on all podcasting, pretty much every podcasting thing you can find us on. I'm not even going to name off this time except for Amazon because we're we're still on there. Michael's still geeked about Amazon. So check us out there. If you... If you're bored and you don't have anything to do with your money, check out our shop, kybercast.com slash shop. Buy yourself a cool t-shirt or something so other people can ask you what the hell is that. Um, And you can see it's a really cool podcast. So 
with that super cool super cool with that listen to us next week as we finish WandaVision and then hopefully we'll probably get a sneak peek or something at um, Falcon and Winter Soldier coming too maybe they'll have something going on there but so we've got a lot more Marvel coming up but uh, thanks again for listening and check us out next week this is the way I have spoken what a piece of junk boring conversation anyway